The Red Room Theater, episode 16. Say anything. In your eyes, the light, the heat. I am complete. See the doorway. The thousand churches. Resolution. Of all the fruitless soldiers. Oh, I see the light and the heat. Oh, I wanna be that complete. I wanna touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. We talk about how it raises right and raises wrong. Today we talk about the movie Say Anything and how it taught us to be truly sweet men, but also stinking emotional. So this is dropping on February 13th, this podcast. Thanks for making me watch this one, dog. This is a few days before Valentine's Day, so we wanted to come at you to all you lovebirds and to all you longing hearts. Hopeless romantics, rejoice. <laughs> this movie is for both. If you got a girl on the couch, you got a, you know, you got a fella next to you, you can cuddle up close. The movie's great for you. And if you have... It gives you hope, though. And if you have heartbreak, it gives you hope. This movie... And also... It also helps you feel the bad feelings. And you know what? Sometimes it feels good to feel the bad feelings. It feels too good. What does that music say? I want to get hurt. That line hurts me, dude. Yeah. Because you're like, when you're, you know, you're in high school and you're young, that's, uh, sometimes you're like, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to, if I blow my head off, I'm still chasing that girl down the, down the line, dude. Um. <laughs> you know what's at the end of the rainbow, too. <laughs> you're still good. You still strap on that leprechaun suit and go, dude. <laughs> You don't care, man. It's like if I'm at home and I'm bored, I will get on YouTube and search for the saddest America's Got Talent auditions I can find. <laughs> Jeez, dude. So we wanted to give you this movie. It's called Say Anything. It is a Cameron Crowe gem. Cameron Crowe is one this of... This is a Cameron Crowe in the midst of John Hughes, man. This is like... This movie, I mean... Cameron what a Crow movie. is a writer. He's a writer's writer. Um, and he has as, written, as uh, Danny DeVito on Throw Him Out of the Train says, a writer writes. <laughs> That's rude. I say that line all the time. It's beautiful. A dude. writer writes. I'm like, okay, I keep writing. Um, but uh, so this is what these guys done. Kevin Crow has done probably his most famous work is Almost Famous. Almost oh, Famous. Man. People lo- like if you don't even know anything about him, but you love rock and roll, exactly. you will love that movie. Exactly. I think Cam- that's when I first fell in love with. Uh, what's her name? Katie. What? Hudson. Oh, Kate Hudson. Dude, Dang, that Gina. scene where they seen Elton John on the bus. Dude, Tiny Dancer, right? Yes. I literally okay, until that movie. I never listened to Elton John because I. I'm kind of dumb about this kind of stuff, but I'm always like, I choose one side or the other. So I chose Billy Joel and never gave Elton John a chance. Too bad when your best friend's Jeff Johnson, you love Elton John, bro. He showed me the, he showed me the way, dude. Dude, Elton John Elton's is just... So good. Elton John is not only as good as Billy Joel, he's there, dude. Like, he's... Elton John's amazing. But we do have that spot in our heart for Billy Joel. Billy's my man. Billy's, Billy's from the Billy's street. Yeah. Billy's a tough guy. Billy was a boxer. Billy's, dude, he can tell the music. Billy's bad, dude. He's bad to the bone. Too bad the pressure song, son. Get out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Almost Famous is, you know, because that that movie is about his life. 
Cameron Crowe is a young kid went and toured Rolling Stones and with a band and wrote about that. That's how it he got to start. The Stones? It wasn't the Stones. It was uh, Rolling Stone Magazine. Rolling Stone Magazine had him go out with a oh, band. Oh, I thought he was with the Stones. No, no, no. I was like, I, I dang, forgot what band dude. he was with. There's a famous band he was with. No, no, it was, um, was it one of the guys that was with the Eagles? Was it the Eagles? It was one of the guys, not so much the Eagles. Wasn't it? Um, I don't remember who. What it was something story. like that, like yeah. Glenn Fry or something, something. But he, he, um, so he wrote that. And almost famous. If you love music, this movies, it's great to watch, dude. One of the stinking scenes is them opening for Black Sabbath, and they're in the back halls talking, and you can hear Ozzy in the background. <laughs> You're like, what? But uh, stinking. Um, he also did. Um, Jerry Maguire, which oh, is a huge help movie. Help me help you. Dude, Cuba Gooding was so Cuba, good. Cuba was the best, dude. Dude, that scene, there's a good scene. The scene when Cuba comes out and sees Jerry, they're both like, because they both got nothing. Dude. They both got nothing. That killed me. Because uh, he, Cuba Gooding, his house has ants. He's got his commercials, a local car dealership place, dude. He's got nothing. And his contract's going to be renewed. He's kind of stalling because he was trying to get a better contract. And unless he can make a big show of himself, he's got nothing. And dude, that's the saddest scene. And Jerry McGuire got nothing. McGuire well, has problem nobody. Is, and the problem is, is everybody like he, he he's he knows he's great, but nobody can see it. No, nothing. And, but he's great. And McGuire helps him get there, man. Oh. And they both help each other. And, and they, he's the only one <laughs> McGuire's got. Oh, he stays with Jerry. He stays with Jerry. They got each other. And dude, they, we're doing Jerry McGuire. So, dude, dang, Tim and Crow. I love. He was a good, good writer. That scene with Cruz in, in the, the kitchen. Feels, boy. That line is still like that line. You had me. You hello? had me. Hello. That line. I use it for all kinds of stuff, dude. Too bad my my wife's gonna be like, you had me at UB. <laughs> <laughs> Because by the way, I don't have no wife. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he also, some of his less more famous, less movies, well, known. His almost famous. Is um, <laughs> Elizabeth Town, which I loved. That was the first time I ever saw Alec Baldwin as a comic actor. And Alec Baldwin's a hilarious dude, but before. He's so funny. Before Elizabeth Town. Before he was uh, Malice. He was in all those <laughs> high drama thriller what, movies. What did you forget about Beetlejuice Fool? That's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he, he left comedy to go do that thriller crap for a long time. It was because of the khakis and the uh, plaid shirt, dude. <laughs> dude, he was good. He, he was, was amazing in Beetlejuice. He had blonde hair in that. He had like sandy blonde hair. That, it's so. It young. was. It's not Alec Baldwin. Like he's skinny. He's like it's a young weird, nerd, dude. Yeah. Okay, so um, Baldwin in, in Elizabeth Town is so funny. And it's Orlando Bloom, and it's that girl, Kristen Dunst. It's a good... Love Kristen Dunst. A, Even love the snaggle, too. She can pull it off with that red hair. Dude. Love, so. love them redheads. <laughs> <laughs> then we got um, We Bought a Zoo with Matt Damon, which is a... You know what this camera code does? Which, have you seen Team America World Police? Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> but what Cameron Crowe is known for is making super sweet movies. Like, and people will say well, his writing gets me. Dude. Some say it, the world is too too mean for writing like this. I I like sweet. How about you keep the beauty in this world? That's what I'm talking Stay about. Stay who you are, dude. You don't Dang. gotta be Tim Burton every second. How about we do a raise this right, raise this wrong just for him? Stay who you <laughs> is, bro. Jeez. But, uh, so Cameron Crowe. Catch me outside. How about that? So Cameron Crowe, we love him, makes good movies. He also made Vanilla Sky, which is a crazy movie. 
That's Tom Cruise on not, like nines acting. Is that the one where he has the mask? Yes. Oh man, that was dark. That movie. That movie's really it's weird. It's weird. Kurt dude. Russell, dude. Dude. He's I like, couldn't dig on he that goes, one. He goes, he said, he goes, uh, facial prosthetic. That, that, that's good. That's good. Was he? For a second, I thought it was an effing mask. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Wes could have played that scene perfectly. <laughs> Dude, he loses his mind <laughs> with his jacked up face. Oh, my gosh. Poor Dude. guy, man. Um, so <laughs> a rubber stinking face. Facial then. prosthetic. <laughs> Dude. Um, so what is this movie about? Say anything. Okay, so. It's a hopeless romantic love story, dude. Well, first of all, just think about high school again makes me happy. Dude. High school was awesome, wasn't it? One thing I love Kate Harley Wade so much, dude. Dude, high school was magic. High school, man, don't even get me started. Like, my boy Tony Swansea called me the other day, and we're t- we talked for like over an hour, and it just made me think about drumline and band camp and being just seeing all your homies in the halls every day. Like, for all me, the beautiful women, man. Ah. Like, I hate to. I don't want to go back to high school, but Heck I'm so no. glad it happened. Too bad. I, could, I wish I could go back with the knowledge I got now, boy. She. But that's why I had to learn all the crap. We went through it to learn it all. Yeah, true that. Um, so um, I watched this. I think about high school and how just we were as people. And uh, this movie's about a guy, Lloyd Dobler. He, and he's just a sweet guy. He's just a sweet guy. Just a good dude. And he... Likes nothing a girl, special, good dude. But the girl he likes out of this league in every way. Oh, she's dude. Like when he calls her house. First of all, okay, we'll get into this right now. Do it. All right, you young punks don't know <laughs> nothing about what the real world's like. Back in the day, if you liked a girl and you got lucky enough to get them digits from either her or her best friend, who's really pulling for this to happen. <laughs> You gotta call the house. You you're playing Russian roulette. It, there's no cell phones. You're calling no. the one hot phone. Ninety nine percent of the time, there ain't even a. Uh, she don't even have her own line. No, this is the. No. This is it. You're you're ringing into the kitchen. Straight mom, up, mom, dad, brother that don't like you, sisters that th- think you're a joker. Anybody can answer, and you're sitting there, the hands. Uh, your fingers interlocked, praying that she answers, but you know Daddy Warbucks is going to answer. And if you're cold, you gotta take a chance, and you and can't just hang up the phone. If you're cold calling, her answering is still scary. It's still nervous. What's cold calling? It means she doesn't know you dig her that much. You call out for a date, and you got no. You're not best friends. You call her, goes, hey, you want to go out? Maybe like oh. that's a, that's a, that's a call that people don't understand. You okay? Listen. When I was in eighth grade, oh, I, I, had, I had man, <laughs> she was so fine. We were uh, we had a couple classes together. She gave me her number over, uh, last day of school type deal, and I waited. You know, you got to do that. You got to wait a couple days, whatever. So I waited a month or something. So I met my boy uh, Robert Kaplinger's house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna call her. And he's like, all right, cool. And he's in the living room, and me and him are the only ones at at his mom's apartment. Call her up. Her dad answers the phone. So I'm like, okay, you know. Kept me on the phone for like 15 minutes, man. You and him? I'm telling you, it was just us two, and he put me through the ringer. You're an eighth grade. Listen, put me through the ringer to tell me she wasn't home, G. Worst <laughs> ever, man. She literally called me back to say, like, it wasn't even a hello. It was a, I'm so sorry. 
I'm like, dang, Gina. Yeah, you when you got to talk to dad and you're an eighth grade punk and he's been in eighth grade, that, he knows what an eighth grader's thinking. Dude, call, call in the house to bravery and courage that you better call Tyrone, but you can't use my phone. <laughs> Shoot. Dude, it's crazy how there's no boldness or bravery anymore. Heck no, you sent a text. Or a Facebook message. Back in the day, man, we'd we'd write a letter, and you'd wait two, three, four periods. In this movie, he writes her a letter. He writes her to a letter. To hopefully get one back. And it's going to be a few days, and you write the words on paper with pens. Sometimes you do, like, rough drafts for, like, three days, and you give it to her Friday. And then give her the whole weekend, and you're hoping and praying for that letter back on Monday. Man, <laughs> it's such good days, bro. Dude, it was some fun. some good days, it man. It was fun, man. Um, dating's it's a it's kind of lost a lot of its sweetness out in the world today. Man, it's called Tinder, son. It's awful. Everybody's man. out there getting their rocks off. Nobody cares about emotional connections. It's horrible, dude. Try being thirty-five dating, dude. It's the worst thing ever. Man, I'd rather go back to World War II, storm the beaches <laughs> of Normandy, dude. Shoot. So I get out with one arm and get me a woman. Dude, legit. Better not. 90% of these women today, dude. Shoot. But, but uh, so this guy likes a girl, and she is a big brain successful girl. Beautiful, too, man. She's uh, uh valedictorian, most likely to succeed. She's sneaking um she wins a, a, a fellowship in Europe. Scholarship, yeah. A fellowship means basically you're being paid to go to college. They believe in your potential so much, they want to bankroll your life. Dang, Gina. You're like a think tank based your whole life. You're, you're paid to be a thinker and a creative. And, and she's so, her potential is so large. That's who she, and like when she calls them. When, when, the fact that he even calls her it's is incredible. insane. And gets the dad, and dad asks him, are you the one with the, the Jaguar? The dad was actually cool. Yeah, we had, we got, you at know, first. You're with the Jaguar, you're the one with the stinking truck. Because she gets chased by all these frat boys, rich kids, because she's this fancy pants, nice neighborhood girl living, you know? Guys put with nice cars, took her out. Did I mention she was a dime? What does the what, uh, Lloyd's friend say? She's a big brain in a in a game show host body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So he invites. He calls, but he sees. He doesn't see that though. He sees her heart, like her soul. Like he's there's something about her, and he's just like, I gotta try. She's a good. She's Even his friends are like, you're stupid. There's no way you're gonna swing. We were swinging at this girl. She's out of your league, man. And he, so she calls. She's not home. She calls him back, and when you get the call back. Well, yeah, but it's crazy. But he, he calls, and he's got to talk to the old man and hope that he's writing the message down. Right, and he does. And she calls him back. She goes, and she has like four messages of different guys. You see that? She has a notebook. Well, yeah, he's got a sticky notebook ready. And uh, why, why was it that she picked him to call back? And then she's just like, what is this all about? Because it seemed different. So she called him back. You know what's funny is, is she goes, uh, uh, we had whatever class together. And he's like, you remember? And she's like, no, you left it on the message. <laughs> like, dang! Looks him up in the yearbook to see who he is. Yeah, after she agrees, and she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> so she's like, "Man, the dude with the army trench coat. Oh, too bad you had the same army trench coat, dude. No, I didn't. You had an army trench coat. I was watching that movie with my wife, and I'm like, babe, that's a sweet trench coat. <laughs> I know you did, fool. You had it, dude. You know why I remember that trench coat? Why? Because when we used to hang out with uh, Chris Tunnelly back in the day, you had that trench coat, and we were partying one night, and you brought it over, and his buddy Rick Smith 
He put it on. Remember, he had the eight ball jacket, and, he, and you had his jacket on. He put yours on. The only reason I remember because he had like a rash or something, sort of like calamine lotion all over your jacket. I was like, dang. Man. Oh my God. I remember stupid stuff, dude. So, like calling a girl and talking to her dad. Oh, oh man, dude. So, uh, Steakin. Lloyd Dobler, what a pimp. He, she shoots him down. She shoots him down. She goes, no, I'm really busy. Well, how about Friday? Oh, he fights for it. And he's like, well, how about tonight? And he's so, like, nervous, but but genuine. A nervous confidence, man. I loved it. And she's like, I'm free tonight. You know what? She was probably like, you know what? By now, I'm hearing a ringtone. Let's do this. Yeah. So they go to a party. Too bad. And he, and dude, the, the best is he takes her to this crazy party. She never goes to these parties. Ever. She's never been to a party with these people because she's always homework every night, taking university classes. She's been working so hard academically. She had no social life. Time for her to let her hair down. And dude, the dress she wears at that party, dude, dude, dude uh, I know. I remember her coming out. I was like, dang, she got the shoes too, boy. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying. Like, everyone else is just dressed kind of like down. And she's dressed like to the Everybody night. Everybody like dressed like I dressed at church, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to this party and has a great time. And, and she sees that he's like, everybody loves him. He, every, they make him the key master, dude. Every social circle knows him and likes him. He's known by everyone at the party. And there's a great part with that. That one guy comes up and he goes, man, how did you get Diane Court to come with you? He goes... I asked you, how'd you do it? Who were you? He goes, I'm Lloyd Dobler. He goes, that gives me hope. Yeah, he's like, that gives me hope. And he like, he, he starts walking with his head up a little higher. Dude, it's dude. awesome. It's awesome. But he, and she's like, he's like, I'm Robert Paulson, dude. Hey. <laughs> but he checked up on her all the time, make sure she's okay. But he's got to, as soon as he gets there, they make him be in charge of everybody's keys so people aren't driving home drunk. And, and that should that should tell her something right there. Like, he's somebody. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not the crazy way. He is Trusted by everyone. Just a good guy. Good guy. Um, great night. And like, well, it turns out one guy at the party, the party scene is great. It's amazing. Just all the people you see, the people you meet, there's this one storyline in the movie that hits me really hard in my heart. There's this one of his... One of, one of his real good friends. This girl dated awesome a guy. Awesome songwriter. Singer-songwriter. She wrote, what, 60 songs? Something crazy about him. Uh, about, about this guy this one who guy. Did, her, did her wrong. Too timed to the whole relationship, always lied to her. Selfish, all about him. And it wrecked her. And so she went, she's playing every song. Isn't she, she the wrote. girl from Needful Things? Yes, she is. Man. She's also from High Fidelity. We'll get that a little bit later, too. Um, but too bad, we're going to have a month of John Cusack, dude. Oh, dude. So, legit, like, this guy named is Joe. Come in with this girlfriend he's got. Sees Isn't her- he um, Lloyd's boy, too? Lloyd knows him. Okay, he's just... In the same high school. Yeah, okay, same circle. He's a cool guy, I guess. But dude, there's a scene where Joe Punk, gets her dude. alone. She's getting popped out of the... Th- he knows she's in love with him. He know, And he comes in, he's like, I love you. She's like, I love you too. And she, dude, she and tried, to, hit him she so tried to kill herself over this. And he didn't care. And he goes, you know, she's going to leave me, go to college, I'm going to be all alone. Just like try to make her feel bad for him, make her feel guilty, which is a classic guy move, dude. Because guys are stupid. And then he goes, he gives her a hug, she gives her a hug, then she leaves, he goes, have sex with me? Pathetic. And she, she pushes him away. I'm like, you go, that, girl. And that's the first time you really talk to her in the movie, and you're like. I thought she was in full. I thought she was a full. I thought she was a, like a. She man woman hater dude like I thought she was, she she's a good woman, 
dude. But I, I was I, proud of her in that I, scene, dude. Proud of her. I first of all, I've known guys that play with girls' emotions like that, and one time I was that guy. I was the bad guy once, dude, that just kept the girl on the string because I wanted a girl on the string. Dang, Gina, you dog, dude. I watch I'm it. I'm just kidding. It hurts me, dude. I'm like, what was I? We've thinking? all been a piece of crap, dude. Dude, I hate. Ah, but I, I, I want to punch the guy because I know. I've seen guys do it to girls I care about, and I've been the guy that do it. Yeah. But uh, the party's great, and a guy needs to ride home, so they give him a ride home. So they, they're out all night long. But even though it's a weird adventure, it's still an adventure. It's still fun. It's still the we- the a weird, great story. The weirdest part of it is she comes home, sun's shining, dad don't even care. She was out all night. She called and checked in. Yeah, she did call and check in. Yeah, um, she let him know. Dude, I love that she goes all all these rich kids gets in his junky crappy car. It's awesome, dude. Dude, I that's all I had was a I had a junk. We've crap. all dude. I had an eighty four Honda Civic, bro. Come on, <laughs> we know about them busted rides, dude. The, the, the doors the. Uh, I know about those. Dude, before you knew what WD forty was. <laughs> I love when he puts crap under the tape deck to fix the tape. That's straight up like that's Dude, how life was. That's how because you know what you know why because back in the day the tape used to stick out a quarter inch, like it'd be <laughs> sticking out of the sticking thing. So then they start hanging out and you see the relationship just blossom. They become friends. He just does little things that like really gets her. Like when she's walking barefoot and he tells her to watch out for the glass. He's, he just makes sure she's okay all the time. He's just a good dude. And I'm just glad she sees that, not like all these other skeezers. Oh, he's a good dude, but he ain't Johnny on the football team. He's Get a good guy. Face. You see, like, the relationship is sweet. It's fun. They laugh. He likes her life. She gets involved in his life. One of the hardest scenes for me was when he goes to the dinner at the dad's oh. house, and they put him on blast for everybody. Yeah, well, because her future's so bright. And his is and so... he's wearing sunglasses. He's just kind of chilling. Dad in the military, doesn't want to join the military, wants to be a kickboxer, which to them must sound stupid. Oh, man. He's the dumbest guy in the world. But he makes money off it later. He becomes a teacher for kickboxing. Yeah. He starts making a life out of the, his, his favorite thing to do. Um, but then you this B-plot in the movie where the dad is accused. The dad is a dog. He's accused of stealing money because he runs an uh, old folks home. And he's accused of stealing money from the old the elderly. That when they die, he robs their estates. And um, the dad, at some point, it, it's it's so subtle. He makes his daughter feel guilty about having this relationship because it's taking up her time and he needs her more. Like he makes it feel like she's letting him down and he's in all his pain and he's by himself and you let me be by myself. And he, he she breaks up with her boyfriend. As a selfless act. She, she loves Lloyd Dobler. She loves him at the, later in the movie. She truly loves him. And when she breaks up with him, she cries. She goes to her car and just cries. And she does it Too for bad. her father. It wrecks his life, though, dude. dude. We've all been there, man. There's a line. It's a good line. I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen. Dude, that's brutal. Too bad I want to stick that pen in my heart, dude. Oh. But... Um, but the dad, so it turns out the dad is guilty. The dad lies to her face time and time again. He, he made her choose him. He said, this guy is bad for your life. When in reality, he was bad for her life. He's the worst thing in her life. And you feel bad because she lost her father, who was her rock. And her mom, you meet her, her mom is no good. Um, she's like, oh, it's brutal, dude. Meets the boyfriend. That, that whole scene is it's awful. Dude. Um, 
If she chose her dad over her mom in court. Brutal, dude. Damn. Um, but eventually, she comes back after the dad is revealed. Because she, she she couldn't even tell Lloyd why she dumped, dumped him. She dumped him for her fo- because she thought my father needs me to take care of him. And this, I can't have any distractions. I got to take care of my dad who needs me in this moment of great need. And the dad was using the drama to pull his daughter from the boyfriend, which is, it's such a dirty thing to do. And you know what? As a father, I got to be careful. Watch, because there may be guys my daughter doesn't like, but I got to be careful. I can't try to control her life. I can warn her, but I can't stop her making mistakes. No. I can't do it. You got to Well, I can when she's own. young, but not when she's a woman. When she's a teenager, man. You better be careful, dude. It's, it's, it's a hard battle. No when to put the foot down and when not, you know? Like, when do I threaten a man's life? Yeah, yeah just know just know that you've raised her good enough to where she's going to make great decisions. That's a, and that's a hard thing to let go, though. It's, it's really tough. I'm just her, her uncle, and I can't even imagine. But um, in the end, she goes back to Lloyd, and there's a scene, a line he says that hurts me deep. He asks her, do you need somebody or do you need me? And that line changed my life. And too bad he's like, who cares? But I'm she, in love with you. But she, she, all he wants is her back. And she goes, I need you. I need you. She tells him. But the but thing is, I've had girl. My wife, I'll tell you this. My wife had a guy propose to her three times. She shut him down three times. After the third time he proposed to her, he was married to someone else six months later. He didn't care who he had. He just wanted a wife. Dang, he, wanted, he didn't want her. He wanted anybody. And I wanted to make sure when I found someone... They didn't want just a guy. They wanted who I was. They wanted the nesto. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to find someone who I cared. I didn't have a girl who happened to be available. I wanted the girl. And so I waited, you know? You um, waited like a mug. You got married. You're 22 years old, Paul. Dude, there was, there was opportunity in college where I was. Uh, believe me, I know about you, crazy mug. <laughs> <laughs> um... I literally got... Never mind, I won't say that crap, but... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this later on but, uh, at the White Horse Blade. Oh, um, so, the movie is sweet. It's amazing. And the ending is brilliant. When they're on the plane, she's scared of planes, and they're... Any second. It's going it's, it's it's like to ring. When, when Any the, second. When most exits happen in the first five minutes. When the thing dings, we know we're safe. And they're waiting for it. And then the movie that dings, movie's over. It's That's amazing. It's a great ending. It's like, that's her comfort. Like... Oh, man. And the hat she's wearing, that green hat, is so 80s. That's an 80s all-in she hat. She still looked beautiful in it. Legit. Now. He had that trench coat on. The cast. You got John Cusack, <coughs> who plays the ultimate, who plays the ultimate sweet guy. He's good at that role, dude. <coughs> He's amazing. I, I like him a lot. I He's, even like Serendipity, and that was horrible. It was horrible. I liked him in it. I loved him in it. Okay. You got Joan Cusack because she follows him around wherever he goes. Uh, if he's in a movie, she's Why not? Him. I'm surprised he wasn't in Toys with Robin Williams. <laughs> um, you got um, Ione Skye, the girl, Diane Court. She doesn't do like anything else, does she? Which one is she? Oh, the I, girl. Never, I, don't, I don't remember seeing her. I anything. saw her once a few years ago. She was in a fever pitch with uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Drew Barrymore. Where is she playing that? She plays one of the friends. Dang. Real small role. That's it. It's the only time I've ever seen her. Um, you got a lot of small characters. You got, well, you first you got John Mahoney, the dad, who's a great actor. Just a great actor. Um, he plays a dad in Frasier. So the guy made a good career for himself. Jimmy Pivens in this movie, Eric Stoltz in this movie. A lot of cool guys you see early on in their careers. Now, we like to do a little bit before we go into our stuff. So here's the bit we're doing today. We're going to do the greatness test with John Cusack. 
here's how this works. We asked the question, is John Cusick in three films that will stand the test of time, that will our kids and their our kids' kids will watch, that will be around being talked about after, a generation later. So I nominate this movie as one of them. It's got to be. This is over 30 years old, and it's still supremely watchable. Man, I've got three, dude. Um, what else you got? Well, of course, High Fidelity is, is High Fidelity, unbelievable, amazing. Holy cow, is that movie incredible. Like, I have a, a group of movies. I call it the Man Trilogy. Three movies that helped me learn what a man was, and High Fidelity is one of them. I've done, that's the first time I met Jack Black, who was Whoa. phenomenal in that movie. Jack Black was used sparingly, but he stole every scene he was in. He is, um, and then you don't realize till the end of the movie he's an incredible singer. When he covers um, Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On," yeah, he burns the he house down. He is amazing, dude. What's the name of his band? Um, <sighs> he's like, we're uh, Sonic Death Monkeys. <laughs> he was amazing. Oh, uh, now if I said I haven't seen Evil Dead Two yet, what would you think? <laughs> I think you're an effing idiot. <laughs> but, uh, um, so I'm with you. High Fidelity that too. is that it. Too. Let's go for three. Okay, that's a couple different ones. Is he in Stand By Me Enough? Ooh. He is in it, though. And he does add to the movie, he does add to the story. Man, okay, that, that, that's a great film. You gotta put it on the shelf, man. No, it's not on the shelf. That movie is a great movie. He's not a big He's not part the of that movie. Of the movie yeah. um, he does add. He, oh, you're right. You're right. I want to nominate a film that's kind of controversial. Which one? Um, what's the one with Nicolas Cage? Con Air. <laughs> no way, dude. Hot Top Time Machine was amazing. Stupid, dude. Um, Better Up Dead. No, no, no. Good 80s? <gasps> I know where you're going. Gross Point Blank. Yeah, you have to. Gross Point Blank. I want to watch that tonight now. That movie is so good. That's the first time you really see Dan Aykroyd be a wild man. Wow, is he good in that role. Um, but also, it's surprisingly emotionally potent. There, there's a scene where he pours out that fifth of liquor on his dad's sneaking grave. That scene is rowdy, dude. Uh... Heck yeah. His mom's in a psych war. I mean, there's, even though the movie's a comedy, there's some heavy crap in that film, dude. It's a dark comedy, it's though. It's real dark. And What's the girl's name? Minnie Driver, that? who's Love great Love in that movie. What did she say? And you know what? That's The movie, though, helped me out tremendously. That movie's the first time I ever heard and paid attention to Under Pressure by Queen David Bowie. Why? Because it's so amazing? What do you I mean that's the first time? I never really paid attention to it. So in the movie, it's in this incredible scene. That scene, that, that song's behind that scene. can make a song great. And I'm like, what is this awesome song? That's because you were so used to Vanilla Ice, fool. It, it ruined it for me. Because I was a kid. I was, yeah, so. Dun, 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 dun. No, my song's different than his. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> but uh, That's like MC Hammer saying, no, man, I never even heard of Rick James. <laughs> so... We say... You're great. Say anything. Check. High Fidelity. Check. Gross Point Blank. Check. Honorable Mention. Stand By Me. You're in, baby. I got another honorable mention just because I'm a fan of horror movies. 1408 was 
awesome, dude. It there was are so, so good. few good horror films. <laughs> it was that so was one good, of them. dude. The last scene with her on the video recording. Oh, when he's with his daughter, man. Dude, there's some get. There's out some of rowdy crap face, in that movie, dude. That's a great horror it's a movie. It's a good horror movie, Too dude. Bad. All I wanted to do was taste that stinking uh, liquor that Samuel had in the office. Man, that movie was good. That's a scary movie, dude. It it, it was good old fashioned creep fest, nervous. Thr- it didn't. Need, it, it was oh, it was good. That, that's a stinking good horror movie. It's a really good. Samuel horror Jackson's movie. role is one. He's one, awesome. Kind of warm about it. Oh, that's it's, dude. That's a good honorable mention, dude. So. With that said, uh, we want to ask all of our awesome, awesome listeners, thank you for coming with us on this awesome ride to the Red Room Theater. We're 16 episodes in. That's crazy. And, Tony, our, our viewership is going up week Do we after have week numbers? after week. I only have from one of our four venues. Okay, okay. So yeah, from the so. website venue, we're at like 280 a week. That's not counting that's iTunes. Not counting Facebook. That's not counting Stitcher. Stitcher. That's that's just, just counting the website itself. Okay, um, that's not counting like uh, yeah. So, so iTunes is probably our biggest aggregator. So I don't know what the numbers on iTunes are on at all. Um, but I want to thank everyone who listens, and we want to ask you guys a favor for, on our behalf. Please give us a five star rating on the iTunes podcast store. This is not the only place you can find our podcast. If you're an Android user. Go ahead and go to Google Play, download the Stitcher app, and Red Room Theater is there on the Stitcher app. You can get it, upload it to your phone. Every single episode comes on. It can automatically be streamed from Stitcher. It's a great way to do it. You don't need the web browser up. You know, it doesn't, you know, like a good thing. Um, but also, for, for iTunes users, iTunes Podcast Store is the biggest podcast store on the block. For us, if you guys give us a five-star rating, it puts it in front of more people. When someone looks up movie podcast, we want our name in front of their faces because we want them to see this we have a blast making this. We want to make it possible to, to walk with us and hopefully be entertained or maybe even learn something along the journey, you know? So please give us a five-star review. This week we had an awesome review from, <laughs> from your boy Black J. Combs. That's his, that's his name on iTunes. Your boy Black J. Combs. I didn't J. even know him. <laughs> What a long name for Too iTunes. Bad. If there's a whole story behind why he's black, Jason Combs, but it's amazing. He's he's a talk about an amazing guy, dude. dude. Funniest, but dude, funniest guy ever. Also, supremely talented in many ways. Unbelievably talented musically and tech wise. Yeah, and dude, just a man. Okay, let's stop humping this dude and read his <laughs> review. He says on iTunes, he says, I love their sense of humor, how they unpack movies. My favorite is when they tell crazy stories and tie them into how it raised us wrong and raised us right. Well, well, your boy, Black Jay Combs, reach out to us on Facebook direct message. We're at facebook.com slash Redham Theater or Twitter message us at at Redham Theater. And give us your address, and we'll send you some free swag this week. I've sent out some crazy swag in the last few weeks, and it, I'm sending out all, I have all kinds of random movie memorabilia in my house. I've been mailing it to all kinds of cool people. So if you write us a review, if you write us a review and we read it on air, we will send you cool, awesome movie stuff. Free movie stuff in the mail. You can't be free. No, you can't be free. And we're trying to get some, we're trying to get some swag built for just us, so maybe soon you might get stickers in the mail or something. So that's awesome. So you got um, all the information for your boy, Black Jake Holmes? 
don't have his address yet. He'll send me his address later, and I'll send him his stuff. Hold on. I'm, I want to give uh, him a plug right now. Our boy Jason Combs is the bass player for an incredible band called Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers. Check them out. They are unbelievable. You're going to see him in a city near you. I'm talking all over the country now, and all over the world. They they're, have, they're insane. They have iTunes single out on iTunes store yet? Uh, I don't know if they have anything on iTunes, but you can get on YouTube and find <gasps> them. Legit. Yeah, they got Facebook. I mean, they're they're a real deal band. Say the band name again. Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers. They are so good. What style of music they playing? They're like, I can see them on tour with Jack Johnson, dude. They're like, <gasps> kind of like a California jam band type oh, thing. Oh, I they're, love it, they dude. They got horns that, dude, oh my goodness, they're awesome. We'll put a link to the band in our show notes. Booyah! Blazow! Okay. Now, how did the raise this wrong, raise this right? First, raise this right. It's Valentine's Day, so let's go ahead and get sweet and sappy. Man. Okay. I don't know how this happened, because group without a dad... We loved action. We loved Stallone. We loved Arnold. We loved Bruce Willis. But somehow, we became sweet guys. Probably because we were raised by an amazing woman, fool. How did we become sweet guys? Probably because all the guys weren't so sweet in our lives. Maybe. But a movie like this helped confirm that reality that we felt in our hearts. Like, we are... Like, I watch this movie, and I'm with Lloyd Dabble the whole time. I'm like, this Oh, my goodness, dude. That's why I love Cusack so much. We were, we were that guy. It's, it's crazy to watch. I, I wanted to be a nice guy. I wanted to be a kind man. I wanted to be sweet to my lady. Like, I never... You got any good stories about being sweet and having a backfire? Dude. <laughs> oh, it, it, Man, like, first of all, being a sweet guy, <laughs> sometimes you can get relegated oh, you get to the friend on. zone. And you become the purse-carrying guy friend. Oh, man. You, it happened you, to me the, all the time. The worst part is, I can't even tell you how many times I was friend zone, man. Oh. Dude, I was the guy often goes, let's come to me. I, I crushed on this one girl in high school, dude. And she'd tell me about all her boyfriends. And when they break up with them, she break up, they break up her to do her. They do her, they do her, they do her wrong so much. She always come to me talk, and I always was there. I always was Play like, with her hair, scratch dude, her back. Ah, dude. What do you need, baby? Dude, one time I'm at I'm, I'm hang out with her and her family, and uh, we wanted to play some like Scrabble, and and we need her to be the fourth player because not enough players. And so I'm decided, I'm trying to be like like come on and play, come on. Come. So I decided to be like overly dramatic. I get down on one knee, and I I'm like. I'm like, I go. You are not going to tell I this go, story, I go, dude. Listen, my my brain. I want to say, would you please play Scrabble with me? And I get down. I grab her hand in front of everybody. In front of everybody, and I'm like, please, would you go out with me? And she looks at me, and I, my plate in my back of my brain. It was Freudian slip. Oh, Freudian my slip. goodness! I literally dude. got up and left the house. Dude. I know who you're talking about, too, dude. Dang, dude. dude I, I, I love being a sweet guy. I do. Say too bad I got one worse, bro. Oh, dude. And she never gave me a time of day. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Never. So, you're a big part of this story, too. Oh, shit. I think I was uh, 19 years old. I was playing in this unbelievable band here in Flint called Dead by Sunday. I mean, we were so good. We had a Your metal gig. band, right? No, man. It was like indie rock. It was indie like, rock? Like, okay, I don't know. Like Thursday type stuff. Okay, like, okay. 
<laughs> so we had a show booked in Nashville. Remember I said... I remember. Dude, there's this girl. I was 19. I had just graduated. Well, this girl that I had... A, I, I mean, I was in love with this girl. We were in band together. Um, I was the sweet guy. I mean, she had her share of horrible dudes, but I was just always so sweet to her. Well, she was complaining that she didn't have anybody to go to prom with. And what was her prom? I was graduated already, but, you know, I'm friends with all her friends. We all were in band together. So I'm like, you know what? I got this show in Nashville, Tennessee booked. Um, One day, it was the night... Night before prom, her prom. Yeah. So I knew she had two tickets, but she didn't have any to go with. So I mean, I, I got. You did Thursday night show or Friday night show? Was it was a Friday night show. And Saturday the prom was prom. Saturday. Okay. So I, I tell my amazing brother over here who's in college, I say, I need you to do a road trip with me. I had that awesome Monte Carlo, remember? Love that Monte Carlo. So the band all rode down in the van and the trailer and all that and doing the band thing. Which I should have been in the van partying. I could have partied down in Nashville because we just killed this amazing show. It was a great trip, dude. Dude, so me and Ernesto drive. It's a twelve-hour one-way drive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We get down there. We see the whole. We we drive all the way there. Walk the city. Meet the band at the house. We go downtown. We're checking everything out. Of course, I'm I'm the drummer for this amazing band that's in town from Flint, playing this show. And you know me, uh, Ernesto, you you uh, did the merch table for us. Yep, uh, we killed it. Instead of going out and partying afterwards with the band, me and Jumped you hopped in the, in the car, car, drove all night, twelve hours straight home. through, so that I could take my rented tux and all this other stuff and surprise her to take her to prom the next night. For her to tell me, I just really want to go with my friends, and I'm like. <laughs> Got the gun out, pointed to my head, and I'm like, you, you be, uh You be or not you be, uh Dude, it, it's... It was the worst ever. That's we bad. We did have an awesome trip, though. Dude, that, but I was not like I was driving anyway. home was brutal. Yeah, because we were falling asleep. Do I remember we were driving, and we're flying down a road. I think we're still in Stiggy, Tennessee. And the cop trap? No, the deer. Drove by a deer inside the road, just standing there. Woke me up like nobody's business, dude. And then you probably woke me up because you're like, oh! <laughs> but I always, I knew I didn't want to be an angry man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a man that made my girl afraid of me. I knew I wanted to be a sweet man. And so, Cusick, I watched it. I'm like, that's what I want to be, a, a, a sweet You talk to any, any man, woman, or child that knows me and Ernesto, and they will tell you, oh, yeah, they're huge teddy bears. That's what we are. I mean, when it's time to be the man, we'll be the man. I, I mean, I'll put somebody down like a dog, boy. But when it comes to my female boy, man, rubbing her feet, playing with her hair, whatever she needs. And that's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> um, 35 years old. Uh-huh. I'm going to go home and watch uh, Gross Point. I've Man. heard women say, though. I've heard women say, I want to get you to me like crap. I've heard women say it. Oh, I ain't even gonna say what I was gonna say. Yeah, I know. I I've heard to. him. Say, it, it, you said like, "Why you don't? You deserve better than this." <sighs> so, all right, raise this right, sweet guys. But guys, is wrong. We're sweet guys. We're also happen to be super emotional. So guys. emotional, dude. We should have an Academy Award for every day of our life, dude. This movie, there's the great sequence which you have dumps him, him in the rain. 
Juicing in the rain is a classic. The phone booth. The phone booth. I'm like, you could just walk in the phone booth and not be wet, fool. It's gotta but be in rain. Have you you ever done the walk in the rain? Sad thing. Come on, dude. Heck, dude. It's of course. It feels so awesome. Like you feel like it's everything. So ah, uh, like I remember. I, I remember. I I mean, dude. I've I've. I've gone melt on after breakups, dude. I've just oh, end yeah. of the world, like everything's. Oh, I didn't go for a week. It ends. I'm like, oh no, yo. Oh yeah. I'm not worth love. Who are you talking to, dude? <laughs> dude, it's... I'm never gonna have my day. <laughs> oh we. Then two weeks later, I'm like, what's up, you skazer? Oh, dude. Oh. Dude, what's he say? High fidelity. He's out the side of the door. He goes. He goes, you dumb I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of my life, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> I left the <laughs> Congratulations. You're number one. <laughs> oh, dude. That. Amazing. Oh, my <laughs> Amazing. God. God, fidelity. That's, That's, That's why me, I dude. do top five lists. I know. I know. Um, stinking. Dude, I, I once had a girl do me wrong. Took me a year. My, I, I literally, my whole life exploded, and it took me a year to get back up from it. I mean, wrecked me. A woman will bring a man down to to his knees, dude. And I don't. I, I talked to a guy, a buddy of mine, young guy, girl, wrecked him. Just wrecked his life. I I, I want to put him out to something and say, dude, man up. But I'm like, it wrecks you're a you. man, aren't you, dude? I, you want a godfather? But you're like, also like, listen, it does hurt. It does. But don't give up on life, dude. She's not everything. It feels like everything. It feels like everything, though. But it's not everything. But I'm so emotional. I, I was I, so I, emotional, dude. And music don't help. Man, don't let me put on dashboard confessional, man. <laughs> dude, for me, I didn't realize after what big bad record I had, I didn't realize Tom Petty's band's called the Heartbreakers. That's why we love them so much. Are so, a sad Have lot. you listened to Wildflowers, dude? It's, there's some songs like "Come oh, On," oh. dude. But uh, walls, man. Oh. There, there's, a, there's this great scene where um, don't do me like that. Cusack goes to hang out with the guys. The guys, the guys are a bunch of sorry mugs that ain't got no women anyway, dude. That they scene wanna, is great. It's dude. amazing because I have all those friends. <laughs> But I shoot. I think I am all those friends. <laughs> Drinking guys, alone in the parking lot. Guys are notorious for not being able to deal with their emotions. No, so heck guy, no. Guys are good to distract you from your emotions. They can't help you go deal with your emotions. They can get stick you out and, and put some drinks in you, make you not worry about crap. But they're gonna help well, you. The through problem it. is that makes it worse. Is that gonna help you? You're just avoiding the issue. You're avoiding the actual problem. But uh. This movie, I watch it, dude. I'm with them. I'm like, that's how it is, dude. You just got to go be miserable. got to just be alone, man. Too bad I want to listen to Tom Petty now. Dude, he's, he's talking to that tape recorder. Have you ever done that? Heck no. I used to do that tape recorder, drive around and You're talk. You're crazy, dude. Those tapes. Those tapes come out, dude. Should never be found because there's some nonsense being spoken aloud. Um, or old, I thought some old journals of mine, dude. And I can't write stuff down, dude. I mean, I'm that's so why glad. I'm, that's why I'm glad we were not raised in this generation because people put stuff on Facebook and I'm like, you are so dumb. I'm, if I had been, Facebook had been around when I was a high schooler, I would be embarrassed right now. My, my journals went public, everyone knew I was a stinking psycho, stupid person. But Facebook people would just bleed their crap, dude, every relationship, dude. Oh, crazy town. Crazy town. How do we raise this right? Sweet, we're sweet dudes, dude. We're teddy bears. 
And we love it, and we're with no shame about being that. Is this wrong? We can be super emotional about stuff, dude. I can be as emotional as, 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 as a lady getting my hurt, feelings hurt in a relationship. Who are you kidding? We're worse, bro. <laughs> We're worse, man. <laughs> That's us when we raised us wrong and raised us right. <clears throat> we love to see you on social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Red Room Theater. And when you follow us on Twitter, just so you know... Which we're trying to do live tweets sometimes of these movies we're viewing. So you can, you can watch it Thursday nights. We live tweet it. You can follow along, watch it at home, and laugh your head off as we kind of hash crap out. Watch it on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash Red Theater. And next week at Red Room Theater, we're, we're viewing a movie this week, last, last summer, two summers ago, a surprise action movie hit that no one saw coming. I mean, it looked like, ah, like, oh, whatever, dude. This movie could be lame. And it turned out to be a really, really strong action movie. So much so, I'm pumped to see its sequel. I'm going to see it Sunday, fool. Coming out right now is John Wick 2. And John Wick 1 was a movie. John Wick 1 was like, it was the same year as Equalizer. I went and seen Equalizer, and I'm like, no movie's going to be better than this this year. And the next weekend. And then I went and see, we went and seen John Wick. Me, you, Marcellus, and Jericho. Go see John Wick, and I'm just like... What? What? In honor of Hitmen and dramatic storytelling, we're reviewing next week The Professional. If you've ever seen this movie, buckle up. It is it is a action roller coaster extravaganza. So watch Professional if you're not seen it already. If you have, dude, you know you're in for a ride next week. So I can't wait to watch it again to get ready for next oh, week. Oh, dude, it's so good. So as always, um, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Redham Theater. Over and over and Record over. skip. Record skip. We almost skipped over. Era, the, era. We almost skipped over the, the most um iconic scene of the whole movie. I, iconic in a way you can't imagine. You want to talk about emotional, dude? Being dramatic. <sighs> Cusack and the girl. They make love. For the first time, both the first time. And they're in his car. Radio and playing. There's a song playing. Peter Gabriel's in her in her eyes, which for the time was the best love song ever. I still love that jam. I know you dude. do. <laughs> when she drops him, he go, when he goes out to a park by her house, holding the big old boombox above standing his head, in the and just standing out there in the she, dark, dude. She her windows are open and she just turns nice cool over. breeze, man. That scene. That's straight up how... That's how it raises wrong, dude. That's just something we would do. That dramatic, that emotional, that... That revealing your card so much that you Dang. just... That's what music can do that, though, man. Oh, look, You get a good shit. song, bro. If I tag... Man, if I put... If you ever see me put a random song on Facebook, there's a reason for it. Dude, <laughs> there still, are some songs... I'm still that guy. I'll tell you this. Listen to this for songs. We'll go do this. When I was married for a few years, and, and we had a box at mom's house. So mom said, take these boxes out of the house. I go get them, bring them home. Angie's going through them. I haven't looked at these boxes in years, dude. 
There's shoeboxes of letters, all kinds of weird crap, right? Well, there's a cassette tape, because back in the day... He made a mixtape. Mixtapes is how you did things, dude. Dude, mixtapes were the art. bomb, bro. I was nowadays. The they, nowadays they got Spotify playlists, dude. Come on, you got to make a mixtape, dude. You got to flip that mug on a side B, dog. And the first and last songs are important. How you start and end the tape? Oh yeah, just like just like a Weezer Blue album. You start with My Name Is Jonas. You end with Only in Dreams. Your mixtapes the same way. You got to be able to start strong and end hard. Okay. I had a mixtape called A History of Women, and it was all of my relationships and dating. In song. Songs told the story of all my girlfriends. <sighs> my wife found that tape, put it in, listened, and there's some songs that she thought were our songs that were already <gasps> belonged to somebody Dude. else. I came home. Got in bed, tried to get snuggly, and she was cold, dead. You, you cold fish, dude. She, I'm like, Gina. what's the matter, baby? She's like, you're right. She's like, I found this tape, and I was like, dead, dead, dead. Wow. <laughs> that tape is still somewhere. I don't know where that thing is. It might be in a box downstairs somewhere right now, waiting to. It's a landmine in my life, waiting to blow me up. Give again. me an example on that tape. <laughs> Okay, I dated a girl in high school, dude, and she was my uptown girl. What grade? Uh, most of high school. She came yeah. from a higher class family than me. From a different country? Different country. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And that was her song because... Too bad that was a bad jam, though. It was a, it was a bad Billy jam. Billy Joel probably owned half that stinking tape. <laughs> he had a lot on that tape. I bet he did. He had a lot on that tape. Sure. There are some songs that girls have it though, maybe because of a prom or a dance, and they have that song. It's always forever. a woman to me, dude. Forget about it. There's a girl that has Lady in Red. A girl I used to dance with every year at homecoming. She always wore a red dress every year. And every time I said, "Come on, she'd come find me. We danced together." That one. Dude, there was a girl that I had, and her song was Roxanne because she was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.